Today's podcast is one I've been waiting for for a very, very long time because I've been trying to talk my millionaire friend Vic into joining us to talk a little bit about money. And Vic, you decided you wanted to call this one how not to get rich. What, you don't want other people to be rich like you? <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, I, I do. Just don't do anything on this list. And then, you know, that'll put you on the path. It's like, I just see so many people doing the things that uh, keep them from being rich or wealthy or even having you know, a decent uh, retirement account. This isn't an instruction manual on what to do. It's an instruction manual on what not to do. So Vic, you're going to give us seven signs of a poor mindset. Before we get into that, why don't you describe the difference between a poor mindset and being broke? Well, I read a Facebook post recently that got me thinking about this. And, and uh, it was a meme that said, you know, there's a difference between being poor and being broke. And I saw, you know, some arguments in the comments saying, what are you talking about? Being poor and broke is exactly the same thing. And, and really it's not because when, when you're broke, that's kind of like a temporary thing, right? It's like, well, I, I don't have any money right now, but I can, I can fix that. Uh, the poor mindset is that, you know, you just continuously have no money. You'll never, you're never going to climb out of this hole. Um, and, and you're just going to be, you know, poor forever where broke uh, if somebody says they're broke, you know, generally they, it could be a temporary situation uh, where poor is a mindset where you feel like it's permanent. No matter what you do, you're always going to be poor. And so I encourage everyone listening to this podcast to think about if they have a poor mindset. And Vic, you have seven signs of that, right? So the first one is this. People with a poor mindset have a very short-term financial view. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is they, they don't look ahead they don't they don't look ahead financially uh like a year five year ten years uh they just look at you know what they're going to do with their money today or or next week they, they just look at money as a very uh temporary thing and they they don't they don't think about what they have to do with their money today uh in order to grow that money five ten fifteen twenty years down the line. They just look at everything as like right now. You know, money is just a right now thing. And that really connects to the second thing on your list, which is immediate gratification. They're just looking to meet their wants, not just their needs, but their wants right now. Right. It, it's just like a, you know, you want something, you want it now. Uh, you know, you might not even have the money for it. You might actually even go in the other direction and put it on your credit card, even though you can't afford to pay your credit card, but you want that thing. You want it now. You're not willing to wait. I mean, when I was growing up, there was something that I wish they'd bring back called layaway, where you'd go to the store and if you wanted to buy a television, then they would hold it for you for however long you needed to save up to pay for it. And you would make payments to the store on it over, you know, a, a course of months. And then when you finally paid it off, then you would go to the store and you would get your television. Now it's like you get the television, you pay for it in full, you got interest accruing at 20, 25% a month that you can't keep up with. But, you know, you got that television, you're in debt up to your eyeballs, but you got that television. Yeah, and Vic, this reminds me of cars, because I know you drive a really nice Tesla. You drive a beautiful new Corvette. You've got an F-150 in your garage. I mean, you've always been a car guy, so I'm assuming you've always driven cars like this your whole life? No, I have not. I mean, I only, I only bought these cars when I could afford them, and I could actually afford to pay cash for them. Uh, I, I mean, at one point when I was in the military and I was like 
dead broke. I was making almost no money. I needed a car to get around. I bought like a, I can't remember what it was exactly. It was like a $700 Datsun B210 beater. And that's what I drove around and I didn't care. I wasn't looking to impress anybody. It was like, well, this is what I can afford. This will allow me to get ahead on my bills and pay down my credit cards. And, and that's what I drove. And I, I've had some nice cars in the past, but I never bought them until I could afford them. Uh, you know, I had the, uh, the, the, the extra money around to be able to buy them. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't go and buy these super expensive cars until I could totally afford them. And they were not at all putting any financial stress on me. And that speaks to the third item on your list. People with a poor mindset want to look like their neighbors, even if they can't afford it. Are you talking about cars? Yeah, cars, house, uh, you know, whatever appliances, vacations, anything you want to talk about. They want to, you know, they feel like they have to save face. And even if they can't afford to buy something, they go and pay for it and get on credit and, and go buy it anyway. Uh, so then they're up to their eyeballs in debt. They're not saving any money. But, you know, they don't want to look like they're falling behind with, you know, how their neighbors are doing. And they don't take into consideration, you know, what their uh, neighbors might do for a living and how much more money their neighbors might earn than them. But then again, also, their neighbors could also be doing the same thing with their neighbors, right? It, it's just like everybody's up to debt in their eyeballs and nobody wants to, you know, look bad in front of everybody else. And, you know, it just creates this never-ending cycle to where nobody ever gets caught up and everybody thinks everybody else has more money than they actually do. And so that's really connected to this fourth thing that you call, in general terms, a lack of spending and saving discipline. So there are these two different things. There's spending on one hand and saving on the other hand, and both of those things take discipline. Right, they do. They absolutely do. And, you know, again, it goes back to the immediate gratification and short-term financial view. It's like, well, you know, I want to have that new car. My, you know, the, the five-year-old car I have still runs great, but, you know... I just want that new car, and I and, and that's all there is to it. And then, the on the saving discipline thing, it's it's paying yourself first. It's you get your paycheck, and you decide there's going to be a certain dollar amount or a certain percentage that you're going to set aside no matter what, uh, and, and and invest that, put in the bank or whatever. And it, it takes discipline. Many years ago, I was like back again when I was in the military. I was broke. I was driving a $700 car. Uh, I had a handful of credit cards. And they weren't like massive debt, but I mean, there was more debt than I wanted to have. And this is years before I ever, ever even heard of Dave Ramsey. But I, I essentially, I was doing the Dave Ramsey thing. I was looking at the credit card that had the highest interest, and I took all the extra money I had, and I put it into that credit card. And on the other credit cards, it just made the minimum payment. And when I paid that credit card down, all the money that was going into that credit card payment every month went into the next highest interest credit card and so on and so forth, so forth. And then it kind of like just dominoed. So, you know, I had more and more and more money to put to the, you know, next credit card, the next credit card. And, you know, within, I can't remember if it was like six months, I was completely out of uh, credit card debt, but it took a lot of discipline to take that money when that one credit card was paid off. And let's say I had like an extra $300 a month now because that card was paid off and not just like go buy something. And it was like, no, I'm going to take that 300. I'm going to put it into the next credit card payment and so on and so forth. But that takes discipline. And that's the fifth thing on your list. People with a poor mindset, talk about this, Vic, they apply windfalls to buying toys, vacations, that kind of stuff, instead of doing what you just said, paying down debt or investing. Right. Somebody maybe will, I don't know, they'll get at the end of the year, they'll get a, a bonus at work or they'll, or they'll get that tax refund, uh, which they never should have got. Don't get me started on that one. But you know they'll they'll get like two, three, four thousand dollars 
And let's say they've got, you know, $15,000 in credit card debt. And instead of just taking that entire amount and putting it into their credit card, uh, because there's, you don't get any, like, tangible satisfaction from that, they'll go, and, well, you know, I haven't had a vacation this year yet, so I'm going to take this money. I'm going to go on vacation. And then while they're on vacation, you know, they'll end up adding more to their credit card, and they'll come back, and, and the interest keeps accruing, and um, it, it just goes on like that. I mean, I, I, I've seen people do this. You know, they, they complain about their credit card debt, and then they'll get, like, some kind of windfall, and instead of putting it directly into the credit card debt, they'll go and they'll buy something or they'll go on vacation. All right. These last two items on your list are probably my favorite because they speak to the attitude that someone has. These first five are really practical. These last two are more attitudinal. The number six is this, blaming others for one's financial position. That's a poor mindset thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nothing, nothing is your fault. Your financial position, you're stuck in a dead-end job. Uh, you know, you didn't get a good education, whatever. Uh, you know, you're shaking your fist because the CEO is making 300 times more than you are. But, uh, you know, or you're working at a fast food restaurant and you should be making $25 an hour for flipping burgers. Uh, and, and it's just like, you know, if only, if only this or that or, or taxes or this or, or whatever. But, you know, you, you point the finger at everyone else for your financial position than yourself. Now, I understand that, you know, not everybody's got an education and everything, but, but you got to start somewhere. You got to take personal responsibility. If you don't take personal responsibility, you're never going to climb out of that hole you're in. You're never, never going to get to the next level as long as you keep pointing at other people. And, you know, I see things being floated like, you know, a universal basic income and stuff like that. But the problem is that, you know, a lot of people, I say mo most people, you know, they have the mindset of the first five items that we talked about. So if, you know, somebody uh, came up with a universal basic income, instead of people taking that money and going and paying down their credit cards and trying to get out of debt and turn their lives around, they would just do everything on those five first uh, bullet points. And so the last thing on your list, Vic, is again, really attitudinal. People with a poor mindset complain about the situation, but they're not willing to do anything to change it. Yeah, that, that kind of piggybacks on to the last item we were just talking about. And it's like, okay, well, you know, man, I work at McDonald's and I'm only making 10 bucks an hour and I can't afford to feed my family and this and that and the other thing. It's like, okay, well, and go find a, a job where you make $12 an hour or $15 an hour. And if you don't have the skills to do that, you know, go, go try and learn a trade or, 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 or something or, or just kind of like, fake it till you make it. I mean, you know, my entire work history was made up of, of trying to figure out what job I could jump to next that I would make more money at, whether or not I was qualified or trained to do it. Because I'm a fairly intelligent person, I would know enough that I knew that I could grow into the job. But I mean, when I got out of the military, I had no money. I had absolutely no money. I had no money to the point where I, you know, I went out the, the gate of the base and I went to my apartment and I was like, okay, where am I going to get money to buy groceries for tomorrow? And so, you know, I went and I got a job waiting tables at Pizza Hut. And, you know, I didn't complain about the fact that I had a job waiting tables at Pizza Hut because it was bringing in money. But was I going to keep being a waiter at Pizza Hut? No. So I went and I did a little research and I found a school where I could, a technical school where within just one year of classes, I could learn to, a, a technical skill. I did that while I was waiting tables at Pizza Hut. I went to this school, and within a year, I got a job making like 
uh, at the end of the, when I graduated, I got a job making 15 bucks an hour. And then like every three months, I was leapfrogging within the same technical skill set. I was leapfrogging from one job to the next, always reaching a little beyond what I could do. Generally speaking, it was the same technical skill, but it was dealing with something very different that I hadn't done before, but I went for it and I got the job. And short, long story short, I went from not knowing how I was going to buy groceries and, and then waiting tables of pizza to within a year, I was making $30 an hour, which was like $80,000 a year. And I did that because I saw my situation. I didn't like my situation. I was like, how am I going to change my situation? I wasn't just, I didn't mope for two years at Pizza Hut complaining about how little money I was making. And, you know, I, you know, it's going to be a different path for everybody, but you know, it's totally doable. It's totally doable. So take it from my rich millionaire friend, Vic, if you want to stay not rich, keep the poor mindset. Vic, thanks for talking through these seven things. Podcast listeners use the discussion questions below to dig into this and maybe someday you'll have a Tesla like Vic. <laughs>